Hello there, boxing fans. Thank you for joining me once again here on Talk and Fight for another episode of Boxing News Today. And today we're going to focus on, well, not entirely focus on, but we're going to start off with talking about the heavyweights uh, and a few of the names that have popped up uh, in recent headlines, starting with uh, Anthony Joshua, matchroom promoter, according to Jake Tiernan over at BoxingNews24.com, says... Um, Barry Hearn. Uh, <laughs> okay, let me start again. Matchroom promoter Barry Hearn states Anthony Joshua was misquoted when he recently said that he won't be returning to the ring until December. He believes that Joshua will make a U-turn and choose to fight before December. <laughs> a few editorial comments that I won't uh, mention. I'll just go straight to what uh, Mr. Hearn has to say. Uh, regarding an uh, easy money to be made for the Joshua against White fight, minimal risk, given how shot Dillian looks. That's a fight uh, made with a style bank ice. Anyway, says uh, Barry Hearn. Firstly, I think there are a few misquotes about he's not boxing until December. He's thinking about not boxing until December. I love Anthony, but he's on holiday at the moment. He's having a good time. He spends his life in training camps. When you're having a good time, you like to carry on having a good time but i know anthony a bit better than that i won't be 100 percent surprised to see a u-turn on that he said about uh, him believing that joshua will change his mind about not fighting until december he continues the fight with jermaine uh, jermaine franklin was successful as far as the job was done i don't think it was the best anti joshua i've seen by a long way there's obviously room for improvement and big mental issues to get over which we all know we ask ourselves now, are we with him on his journey? Absolutely, yes. So I'm not going to criticize him. I'm not. I'm just going to understand him. There's a lot going on in the heavyweight division and some amazing bullshit as well by a lot of people. I suppose that's boxing in general. But it was a good step forward. I'd love to see him have one or two uh, more steps forward, but that's his decision. He's a 34-year-old grown man. He lives his life in a training camp. People have their opinions about boxers, having never lived the life they've lived. I give the decision to Anthony, but he's quite a sensible boy. He knows he has a plan. I believe he's on his way back to his best days, but I might be biased because I like him a lot. I'm not apologizing for that. I like people who give 100%, concludes Hearn with Joshua. I've never had less, so whatever he wants to do will be, will be in his corner. All right, fair enough. Okay. In other heavyweight news, we see that Fabio Wardley has been ordered to defend his heavyweight title against Fraser Clark in 2023. The British Board Boxing Board of Control has ordered Wardley to defend his heavyweight title against Clark by the end of September. Wardley 16-0, Clark 6-0, have both reacted positively on social media to the announcement. Having said that, need I say more? Uh, not really. Let's move along to a big fight coming up uh, soon. Uh, Joe Joyce versus Zhilang Zhang. Oh, Zhilang Zhang's trainer's a little upset. He 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 goes on to talk about uh, uh, the fight where uh, Zhang was hurt by the judges, let's say. Hurt emotionally by the judges. He couldn't understand how he had lost that fight that took place uh, in Jeddah in Saudi Arabia. 
the previous up until that point on beating Jala Zhang and scored had scored a knockdown when he landed a right hook during the first round and uh, had hurt Hergovic multiple times in the sixth round. So his trainer believes uh, Jalai could have uh, finished off the Croatian contender had he gone to the body. But uh, judges Leszek Jankowicz, Powell Kardin, and Robin Taylor still scored their competitive fight for Hergovic, who became the IVF's mandatory challenger for one of U U6's heavyweight titles. So uh, going back to Sean George's comments, he says, I thought it was crap. I thought Zhalai Zhang won the fight 7-5. It could have been 8-4 in my opinion. There's a narrative with that fight that Zhalai gave away, gave away the last few rounds. He didn't give away those last few rounds. Those last four rounds of the fight were split evenly. 9 to Zhalai, 10 to Govic, 11 to Zhalai, 12 to Hergovic. To me, the scoring was very easy. The controversial loss in his last com fight convinced George and Zhalai that the gigantic Chinese contender cannot go to the scorecards with the British brute Joe Joyce on Saturday night at the Copper Box Arena in London. The durable, enormous Joyce has displayed an iron chin during his 15-fight professional career. That is an undefeated, by the way. That has enabled the juggernaut to overcome obvious defensive flaws against several formidable foes, most notably former WBO champ Joseph Parker, WBA secondary title holder Dan Dubois, and Brian Jennings. Going back to that fight you mentioned earlier against Hogovic, says George, it was just good old-fashioned boxing politics. So Zhang is going to do what he always does, look out for the knockout. Uh, we have to knock him out to win. We just don't trust the politics. <laughs> and on that undercard, by the way, in the co-main event, we're going to see Michaela Mir face Christina Leonardo Tutu uh, in the interim WBC lightweight title. Uh, let's see, Mary was a member of the 2016 uh, Olympics, 17-1, now turning pro in 2017, and uh, beat uh, Ua Brognicki in 2020 for the WBO Super Featherweight title. Uh, Mary then unified IBF and Ring Magazine belts by defeating Maiva Hamaduch in a classic for the IBF and the Ring belts, but dropped a close decision to WBC counterpart Alicia Baumgartner in a unification bout back in October. And while there's a potential for a rematch with Baumgartner, Mayer is focused on a new division looking to hold more gold. She must get past the tough Leonardo Datu to potentially face lightweight queen Katie Taylor. Hmm. Uh, elsewhere on the undercard, let's take a quick look here. Oh, Sam Noakes and uh, Kartak Kumar, uh, both undefeated, both holding records of 10-0, by the way. And they're going up, uh, oh, they're going up for the Commonwealth lightweight title. Um, so Noakes, uh, about to face Kumar for regional gold. Noakes 10-0, turned pro in 2019 and has won all of his bouts via knockout. In his last fight in November, he beat Calvin McCord via technical knockout for the Commonwealth lightweight title. Kumar, 10-0, turned pro in 2019 and has won four bouts via knockout. His last fight was in March when he stopped Michivka Kaiwisat. Elsewhere on the undercard. Denzel Bentley is going toe-to-toe -to against Kieran Smith for middleweight uh, clash. Bentley's record, 17-2-1. Smith's record, 18-1. And, and this is for the British middleweight title, by the way. Uh, Denzel Bentley and Kieran Smith face off in the middleweight action uh, with Bentley, 17-2-1, making his pro debut in 2017. He's a British middleweight champ. Uh, Bentley initially lost the belt against Felix Cash back in 2021. <laughs> 
He uh, regained it by defeating uh, Linus Adufia in 2022. And Bentley's last fight was in November when he lost to Shanabak Alam Kanhuli for the WBO middleweight title. Smith, he's 18-1, as I said, turned pro in 2015 and had a 16-fight win streak snapped in 2021 by Troy Williamson. Chopper rebounded by winning two in a row, his last bout a points decision over James McCarthy. And another heavyweight clash on this card, uh, Moses Otoma. He's going up against Kostyantin Dovbyshkyakenko. Holy moly, sorry about that, guys. And that's, as I said, in the heavyweight division, Otoma is 2-0. The other fellow is 19, oh, sorry, 9-12-1. And, and there's no belt at stake here. Uh, for the young Moses, uh, Otoma, he's facing, as I said, Dov Bishchenko. Um, Atomo is 2 0, turned pro in January and last fought in March, winning both of his fights via knockout. The other fella uh, turned pro in 2015. He's Ukrainian, uh, 2 and 3 in his last five bouts, and he's on a three fight losing streak. And that last bout was the unanimous decision loss to Jose Loadat in uh, France. And, and uh, when is that fight taking place? As I said, uh, it would be uh, April 15th, uh, starting at 3 p.m. Eastern Time or 7 p.m. Greenwich Mean Time. Uh, the main events at 5.30 p.m. Eastern Time, 9.30 p.m. GMT. And that's uh, Joyce versus Zhang. Wow, going to be a great, great, great fight. Uh, it's going to be on ESPN Plus in the United States and Canada. United Kingdoms on BT Sport and Australia uh, on KO. <laughs> That's cool. KO. Alrighty. Let's move along quickly. Sorry about that slight chuckle. Um, speaking of Moses Atwama, I've got a quick little separate story here on him. Uh, at the at the age of 18 years, uh, Atwama is considered, the, by the British press, is considered the best teenage heavyweight on the planet. And there's an argument he's the most promising teenager in the sport full stop. And that is why there was no hint of hyperbole or bluster when he said his first major objective as a professional is to become the youngest world heavyweight champion of all time when it was announced that he had signed a multi-year promotional deal with Frank Warren on his 18th birthday back in December. As we all know, Mike Tyson is widely regarded as the current record holder. He's 20 years old, four months and 22 days uh, when he defeated Trevor Burback uh, Trevor Burbick in two famous rounds to win the WBC title back in November 1986. Yes, I remember that. Wow. Uh, 20 months after his debut and in his 28th fight. It means that if Itwama is to better that, he needs to become champion before May 20th, 2025. It's an outrageously tall order, but try telling that to Itwama. Uh, or his friends, uh, Enrico, as his friends and family call him. His belief in his prodigious talent is bolstered by an amateur record, which is bordering on insane. Of course, having turned over as soon as he became 18 of age, he had never boxed a senior, but his impact at the age groups below was significant. Uh, his last act in a vest and head, head guard was to win the World Youth Championships in Spain, Last year, he left the unpaid code with a record of 24 and 0, and he's never lost a fight. And the closest he came was a split decision victory when he's 11 years old. Wow, looking forward to that then. 
Let's uh, talk of another heavyweight, seeing I'm on the subject of heavyweights in this particular little episode before we get on to a Aussie model turned boxer. Standing in at six foot four inches and weighing over 17 stone, Jared Big Baby, sorry, the real Big Baby Anderson, is not exactly inconspicuous, but the rising star of American heavyweight boxing. Uh, wishes he did not burn so brightly. In fact, he hopes that by the age of just 26, he has faded away completely. While most in his position would boastfully predict a decade of dominance punctuated by countless belts and crossover fame, the 23-year-old has gone completely the other way. He says, I only do this because I'm stuck with it. <laughs> that initial admission uh, happened when he was just eight. The in initial adhesion to boxing happened when he was just eight years old. And his first came, his first bout came about a year later. And by the age of uh, 15, he'd won a national title and then competed on the junior world in St. Petersburg. Anderson started to think there could be a future in the sport for him. Now, uh, within nine years of that epiphany, he speaks like a man who's been plugging away for a lifetime. I got good at it, and then I got stuck with it. But this is my revenue, and I'm good at it. I can make some money out of it, he says. By the age of 26, I want to be finished in boxing 100%. The long-term goal is to acquire generational wealth in three years. I can do it. All I need to do is fight the right names, fight bigger names, become world champion, if not undisputed, and then get out. I'll probably uh, fall off the face of the earth. I think I can do that in two years, maybe three. Within four, I will be gone. <laughs> wow, one of my favorites in the heavyweight division, talking about retiring. Um, moving on to uh, one of the last stories before I get on to my Aussie uh, of the day. WBO champ Jonathan Gonzalez may, may be out of commission for the moment, but the light flyweight division continues to move forward. Jake Donovan and others confirm an early report uh, that IBF titleist Sivanathi Noshinga's inaugural defense will see him face mandatory challenger Reggie Shuganob on June 16th down in South, South Africa. The 24-year-old uh, Noshinga, he's 11-0 by the way, nine knockouts, outslugged Hector Flores for the title in one of the 2022's best under-the-radar fights, an effort that earned him a matchroom contract days later. He faces what looks to be stiff test in the Philippines. Shuganob, 13-0, by the way, four knockouts, who took a technical decision over undefeated countryman Mark Fitzgerald in their uh, February eliminator match. Depending on Bamba's recovery timetable, a win here could put Nasinga in line to challenge unified titleist Kenshiro Teraji, who stopped late replacement Anthony Alasquaga last weekend. Regardless, it's clear that Nasinga's not taking a victory lap anytime soon and now for the story you've all been waiting for uh, courtesy of my friends over at uh, boxingnews.co he says uh, model turned professional fighter kate mclaren is australia's new welterweight title holder after defeating caitlin lodge to become new south wales and australasian anbf champion trained by four-time world champion jeff fennec McLaren went the distance at a brutal fight against Lodge at Windsor Leagues Club back on May, uh, March 24, 2023, and now uh, is Australia's top-ranked women's welterweight fighter. I'm absolutely over the moon, said the English-born fighter, who now calls Sydney home. It was not an easy fight by any means, and Caitlin was a very tough opponent. I'd like to thank all my supporters and my team 
for being there on the night and giving me the strength that I needed the most in the weeks leading up to the fight. The fight between McLaren and Lodge was the main event on the Friday night in Sydney's West and went the whole six rounds. McLaren won the fight by close margin in what was a hard-fought and emotional victory, and she dedicated her game, uh, her win to her late uh, grandmother who passed away during her grueling 12-week training camp. Quick little quote here from uh, McLaren. I see teenage girls struggling with their self-worth and not knowing where to turn for help, and I relate to them so much because I used to be exactly like them. As the new New South Wales and Australasian NABF champ, I want to show them you can really uh, do things beyond your wildest dreams and be whoever you want to be no matter where you come from. That is something I'm incredibly passionate about. All right, good for her, good for boxing, good for the sport, good for people around the world. Take that message to heart. Thanks for joining me once again here on Talk and Fight. I appreciate it. Remember to like, share, subscribe, hit that notification bell, and we'll see you later on at 4 p.m. for Knuckle Up and then 7 p.m. for the Friday night panel. Thank you.